What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? I'm nervous. What's that? You're nervous? <gasps> yeah. All right, motherfuckers. It's not even close. <laughs> you do all right, cocksuckers. No, I said something, motherfuckers. Okay, something, motherfuckers. Listen, this episode is gonna be all about me. So <laughs> fair, fair, fair to Shay. Fair to Shay. Fair to Shay. To Shay. Fair enough. Yes. Good. Now you're all drunk. And ready to enjoy. For anyone who doesn't know what the heck just happened, everyone on his snap is apparently making fun of me you for the way I talk. just ruined one of my questions. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right, so what are we doing? We're going to interview you. What do you mean? And I have no idea what these questions are. None. So. <laughs> Flipping this one back around. Several episodes ago, I interviewed him, and he was not privy to the questions ahead of time. I don't remember which episode that was, but maybe we'll look it up. It's called and... the interview. Yeah, true. It is called the interview. <laughs> but maybe we'll look this it up. This will be the interview, too. <laughs> oh, creative. <laughs> uh, but no. I, know I wanted to do good on YouTube. It would be how to interview. How to <laughs> Or how to not interview. How to not interview, <laughs> definitely. Um, maybe we'll look it up and put it in the description. I don't know. If you remind me. Yeah. Sure. Okay. You done with your monologue? All right, questions. <laughs> yeah. You ready to jump into this? <laughs> I mean. I think you'll be very impressed and amazed about how much of this interview of you I've made about me. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Question one. Oh, God. What do you like best about me? No. <laughs> you make me laugh every single day. <laughs> Including right now? Including right yes. now. Oh, my face hurts already, you guys. I can't stop smiling. Oh. Question number two. Okay. Who's the best sex you ever had and why is it me? <laughs> I swear there's real questions for you. Eventually, eventually we'll get there. Oh my god. Um, yeah, it's you. Why? Um, creativity and mental stimulation. Yeah, I gotta give you like 100% on the creativity as well. Yeah, thanks. Because, uh,. Yeah, even today. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, well, one of my questions was going to be, is it true that your two favorite things to say are to say a fair amount? <laughs> Apparently. Which is funny know. to me. Like, I've definitely, like, I'll call you out the same way you'll call me out on yeah. anything. And I know you say both of those things a lot in, in life. Well, but apparently. It's apparently it carries over. I never, it, it never stood out to me. Mm. Well, apparently it translates to the podcast and it stands out to other people. Apparently. Touche. But, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> but, you know, while we're talking about this for like a quick second, by all means, like, 
I welcome criticism when it comes to the podcast. Nothing else, just the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But no, like we both do. Yeah. Somebody told me in the last year that there was too much dead air. I started going back and now I go through, you know, edit every fucking episode just to cut out dead air. I don't know how to fix the sound, but I can cut out dead air. (laughs) Um, So when you are critical and let us know, like, neither one of us are fucking assholes. I mean, I kind of am, but, like, we're not going to bite your head off. Anything that's going to make it better, like, we welcome that shit. So don't be scared to say something. Apparently, fewer touches and fewer fair enoughs (laughs) will make it better for them. (laughs) All right, you ready to really get into it? Yeah, what about you? (laughs) Oh, I've been ready. Okay. He, He is very ready, you guys. He has a literal printed list that's more than one page long right now. So. Well, a lot of them questions came from them and yeah but like true. having their questions made me be able to add on like ooh, this mm. and like 10 other ones so yeah ready i know but okay at what age did you become a master manipulator <laughs> oh my just god. jump right into it oh my god yeah, that's a real fucking question <laughs> <laughs> this infamous story that my family tells about me as a young child toddler age um and you know how like kids in the grocery store always ask their parents for like junk food and shit um well my way of asking for junk food and shit was bringing a uh like jumbo size and a regular size (laughs) to my family and holding them up and saying which one of these can I have? <laughs> now, why would you do that? So I would get one of them. Your reasoning is that you knew that they would say the regular one would be okay. Yeah. And that you had to put the ginormous one back. Yeah. They 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 told me whichever one you want. <laughs> they were proud of me for that. <laughs> they were like, this is great reasoning. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So very young. Very young. (laughs) And you're still using it to this day, clearly. (laughs) Clearly? (laughs) Clearly. In what way? Oh, don't worry about that. Um, The problem with my list is it's not in order. (laughs) I am seeing that. I tried to do that today on the plane, but it's just too much. So. Craziest sex injury or injuries? Mm. Have you had any? <laughs> a few with you. I feel like they've all been with you, if I'm being honest. <laughs> if that says something. Um, the strength of that drink says something. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I warned you ahead of time. Um, but... <laughs> Um, so for some reason, the first thing that's coming to my mind about that is the table, but I really don't think that the table was a true injury. 
And I think that probably my craziest sex injury is nothing that people don't already know. And that's my pussy getting ripped. See. By you. Yeah, I know that. The the table? That was one of the scariest sex situations I've had. Yeah, it was scary. I think that that one was, I think that's why that comes to my mind first is because that situation was scarier than my pussy ripping. Totally. That and like the girl that almost fell forward on the anal hook, probably like my two scariest situations. They they weren't things that happened to me, but. Yeah, you're right. You are making this interview about you. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like when that table broke. Like, let's, let's paint the scene real quick. You were in a garage. <laughs> on a concrete, a concrete floor. floor. On a kitchen-type table. Yeah, and I felt... That I had to, happened to be sitting in, in the garage because I was, like, what, eating your pussy or something? Yeah. And you're laying on it. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the table where it pulls apart. And I fell through it, like, table straight like on my 70. back and head. Yeah table breaks in half and yes she lands on her back and head but on top of like metal brackets and shit Mm -hmm. i was like fuck this bitch paralyzed that was the first thought running through my head too was hope i can move everything hope that after i stand up i can still move everything i was like how am i gonna drag this bitch home well i'm fine now aren't i I was and fine the first then. thing you did was wiggle your toes in your fucking hands. I was like, ooh, at least we're on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No other sex injuries? Have you ever had any other sex injuries? I don't know. I'm trying to think. None that are coming to my mind. No. Bring the wild side out and you're down. That's what you want to call it. I try to avoid sex injuries that are not like intentionally invoked. Yeah. That can be interpreted so many ways. Whatever. Are you scared of your colleagues finding out that you're a part of this community? Mm. A part of the community? No, not really. I don't think so. A part of the community, no, not really. I, I don't think that there's anything inherently wrong w- with being a part of this community. Um, However, am I a little bit afraid of colleagues finding this podcast? Just minimally. Only from a standpoint of like how much information they would be able to get about my personal life if they put two and two together mm-hmm. about who this was. There's that you know you know there's there's work and then there's what you do at home. And I talk a lot, granted anonymously, but I talk a lot about what I do at home. And I don't think that that's necessarily something that I would want all of my colleagues knowing about. Which would be worse for you? Hmm. Your colleagues finding out? Oh, my God. Yeah. Your family? No, no, no. Family. No, we're not even going to, like, will that one into existence. <laughs> I have to ask. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Don't stress me out like that. 
What made you go into the medical field? Uh, your incessant need to be well in the family, isn't it? No, it has nothing to do with that. Dickhead. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't, just like out of respect, I'm not going to go respect for like the person and the person's family who really ultimately were my inspiration for going into medicine. I'm not going to go into great detail, but um, I had a friend who inspired me to pursue a career in medicine. Okay. No one in my family is medical at all. What's it like to be a medical student? Is it as hard as they say? This is from a law student. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, I think that everyone's experience with medical school is different, but I did not find it particularly challenging compared to other like steps of school that I had done in my life. Particularly intelligent, aren't you? I school has always been something that comes easy to me. That's a very nice way of saying yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it depends. Does it turn you on? Big brains turn me on. Yeah, then, okay, yes, I have those. (laughs) You have those? Yes. (laughs) Except for when it comes to, like, words. Oh, you just took the words right out of my mouth. Oh, no. Is it true? (laughs) Why do they all start with, is it true? Like, motherfucker, you know it's true. (laughs) That's why you're wording it this way. You have difficulties with some words yeah and they're not big words no and they're not particularly apparently particularly is the word of the night <laughs> you, no, got, you guys make word. a drinking word out of that or a drinking game out you of that told me earlier today i was insatiable <laughs> and I said, what does that mean it's never enough for you it's like, oh, i don't think that's the word <laughs> <laughs> what's the word again insatiable oh i mean i feel like potato potato tomato tomato i'm not one. gonna lie your fucking word fuck-ups give me life <laughs> i know because i, I know you walk through life you walk through life until at least i've pointed them out saying these things with confidence you want to know what i think it's from i think it's from the amount of reading that i do like i like i read so much and i grew up reading so much and i feel like i would hear these words i would like read these words before I knew what the definitions of them were or before I had heard them used in day-to-day life. And so like, you know how when you get something in, in your head one way, it's like so hard to break that habit. A majority of these things, I genuinely believe that they come from me having read them and like put it in my head that that's how I read it in that way. And that's how you like, that's how I pronounced it in my head when I'm reading it in my head. And then now I like try and use it in a sentence because I know the word now. And I wish I had a list of all the words. There's it's a short list, but they're great. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I wish I could remember some of them. They just kind of happen. Awesome. Yeah. Maybe you can start sharing them in the future when they come up. But also, you've pointed out a few by this point, so I think I've corrected my wrongs. Uh, at what age did you realize you wanted to be a fashionista? What? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> mm. 
Literally never. Where did you get your sense of style from? <laughs> I don't know. Did your grandmother? Okay, listen. Uh, my grandmother, it just feels wrong. It feels like bad karma to talk about her on this podcast. To muddle, <laughs> to muddle my grandmother's essence and being with the everything that this podcast is. Um, it's just an interview of her granddaughter. Okay. Well, um, my grandma is my grandmother is very, 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 very loving and loves to shop and thank goodness for that because she has created my sense of style and honestly I think it's pretty great and I get complimented all the time on things that she buys me and do you think that like maybe two things that I have from her look like karate outfits yeah maybe you do but you know what I like them I like them both and I wear them all the time and I wear all her other things all the time too you're wearing one right now I am it's ironic got back from the dojo I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's really practice martial arts. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that woman last night was not complimenting you on your jacket. <laughs> She's like, ooh, I like your jacket. You must be warm. Because <laughs> you look like you're walking around in a sleeping bag. <laughs> well, I am warm. And I don't care what I look like, honestly. You should know this. Like, I do not give a fuck. Somebody tried to make fun of your socks from New Year's. And I was like, oh, honey. (laughs) That is the least of her problem. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Have you shared a picture of the karate jacket or the karate shirt? As you say? Well, I think that you have... Yeah, I think you have a picture of that without, without my face in it that you can share if you would like. Let's see. When it comes to women, what's your type? Mm. Ooh, that was... <laughs> what was that? Mm. I feel like we've talked about this before, maybe. I don't think I don't think, you I, don't think so? I have even ever mm. talked about this. Really? I mean, oh. we'll, we'll like show each other different chicks and be like, oh yeah. But I don't think we've ever been like, uh, I don't really have a type. Yeah, I think that my type is like in terms of physical build, athletic, um, and then like intelligent. They have to they have to have a brain in terms of me being like attracted long term. Will I be attracted to someone without a brain like walking down the street? Yeah, sure. Yeah. But if I it's gonna be someone who I'm surrounded by consistently, like they have to have some intelligence and be able to carry on an intelligent conversation um but yeah physically i would say mainly athletic build i don't know that i have like particular hair or tits or ass ethnic preferences or tits or tits or ass Hmm. um i would say more ass and pussy high five I learned from the best. I thought you will. <laughs> oh my. Let's start here. Do you remember your first orgasm? Yes. Solo orgasm. Yes. First ever. Absolutely. Hands down. Easily. Tell us about it. 
Um, okay. So I was ex- starting to explore by and like explore sexuality by reading um erotica and this is so nerdy because the erotica that I was reading was like not meant to be erotica it was like whatever other cheesy ass like tween romance books that I was reading in tween romance books yeah like like where they're like sci-fi no, they're like sci-fi stories or what, um what? like dystopian stories. Sci-fi maybe is sci-fi is maybe like not not right. Um No, listen, hear me out. Hear me out. I think that dystopian is probably a better classification for the types of like novels and and books that I was into as as a as an early teenager um and Listen, so orgasm as, as a teenager hear me out <laughs> <laughs> yes i think i was a teenager old, teens old. start at 13 okay that's old <laughs> whatever you were almost over the hill whatever Continue. i don't care what you have to say about this um and so those those books that i was reading they would have like various flaring relationships within it but they were like the steamiest that they would get was like a kiss <laughs> you got off to that? no let me finish and so i was like curious about more i wanted their relationship to have more you know like i wanted them to do more than kiss and i was getting frustrated when they would st- when the book authors would stop every time after a kiss like someone would walk in and they would stop or like an apple would fall from the sky and then they would stop or whatever you know and there goes your lady boner yes Yes. and so to get my fix I started reading these like they call them fan fictions which is basically like someone read those books and they were like wow i really like these characters now let me go and write erotica about these characters about teenagers (laughs) about the characters in the books okay were they not teenagers in the book yeah they're probably teenagers in the books that seems a little sick well me honestly the writing on these things were really bad they could have been written by other teenagers like okay okay and so i would go and i would look those up because i was like dang it like i need these two characters to like really get together and so i started like exploring that and reading those and um the story gets better than this too that's the thing and um i was reading those like on my phone and I was like reading them wherever like I was reading them on the couch like around in the car with my family like I didn't really care where I was where I was reading them and the time that I wound up getting off I was reading laying on the floor um on like a blanket setup that I had had um on the floor in front of the tv it must have been between sleeps (laughs) probably my dad was on the couch behind me 
watching TV that was on in front of me and I was laying on the floor and I didn't realize that I was doing this, but I was like laying on one of my hands, my hand that wasn't like scrolling through the fan fiction, like the whatever erotica and the hand was just pressing on my clit like I don't think I was moving I don't remember moving my hand um but eventually from reading that and having some pressure on my clit I orgasmed right then and there and then I went to wait so how'd that work what do you mean you just held it in I didn't know what it was so like I didn't I wasn't I wasn't super vocal it was all just like clitoral vaginal I didn't, I didn't like own my orgasms at that time. Like I do now, you know, like I didn't know what was happening. I don't, I don't feel like your first orgasm hardly like for most people, I don't imagine that it's something that happens on purpose. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but for me, it was not something that happened on purpose. Like I wasn't, I wasn't intending on orgasming. All I knew was that like, I wanted to read about these teenagers (laughs) having sex instead of just kissing. yeah and then i and then i went into my room and like did it it many times that night yes (laughs) i'm gonna turn in Uh, it's only 6 30 hon (laughs) yeah i got a long night ahead of me all right well do you remember your first orgasm with a man yeah how old were you I was 18. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, that was my first orgasm with sex. I think I was probably... My first orgasm with a man, I was probably 16. So it was boy. He was boy, not a man. He was a boy. He was a boy. Yeah, still old. I was a... I was a... I was... I was focused. I was focused on myself when I was young, you know? So... How did you get off? Was that sex? Was that fingering? No, like... that was fingering. When I was sixteen, that was probably fingering. Not eating pussy. Uh, no, I got eaten out somewhere between sixteen, seventeen, probably for the first time. Did you get off the first time you got eaten out? I don't remember. I think so, hmm. but I don't remember that one. Like I remember. I doubt it. I remember, like. I remember my first orgasm alone. I remember my first, I remember my first orgasm, like sex orgasm with a partner, but my first oral and my first fingering orgasm, like, I think I know who they were with and where it was type of thing, but I don't like have as distinct of a memory as the other two scenarios. For whatever reason. Yeah. Do you remember your first orgasm with a woman? <laughs> yeah. See you last episode. <laughs> <laughs> You're no fun. Why? <laughs> People be all wanting to hear all that. <laughs> they can hear it in the last episode. I don't feel a need to be redundant about it. Mm. Okay. Uh, what I was gonna ask, what keeps you coming back to me? But I'll just change it up to, why do you keep coming back to me? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I hear that. 
really don't know. You're fun. We have fun. I don't know. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm just very satisfied with my life right now. There's no need to change anything up. What stands out for you when I eat your pussy? Hmm. How turned on you get by turning me on and by making me come. I don't think that I've ever had a man like come up from eating my pussy with a hard dick and pre-nut dripping down their pants or their leg or whatever. I I gotta like I gotta give that one to you too. Like the fact that I know you get physically turned on by sucking my dick, it's very hot. Mm-hmm. It's like a bonus boner or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my. How old were you when you uh figured out that you were into being submissive or degraded? Mm, I would say probably I would say probably probably 18 or 19. Like I think that it was within my first year of of being sexually active and how I figured it out. I don't I I couldn't tell you anything other than instinct like that from very early on, like from the time that I started being sexually active, like I was instinct, almost instinctually into rougher play. Okay. And so I would like, do you think that has anything to do with being, uh, with playing sports your whole life, especially a very contact sport? Potentially. I don't know. There definitely, I definitely did grow up with a, um, like you gotta be a tough girl kind of, kind, kind of like mentality and encouragement type of thing. And so part of it early on could have been chasing that high of like, like I, I remember even like outside of sex in sports in high school, like I, I I remember priding myself in like being able to being able to take the pain and like unless something was broken or falling off like being being okay with it and so I don't know if that is something that early on translated into um like enjoying very rough and physical sex and just being like I can take it like I can take what other people can't type of thing. Um, And then that morphed into enjoying really rough and submission and all of that. Okay. So how did you move from like, how did you, how did piss play come into the, Mm. into the mix and uh, Mm. what sparked that interest? Honestly, I don't remember. I like, I just remember, I don't remember what sparked that interest or why I was in medical school at that point, early in medical school. So I don't know if it was something that like we were doing in class or what, um, at that time, I think I was really into, I was really into squirting and like that sensation and just like like uh, messy sex more or less and actually my first time attempting piss play um I asked uh, a 
a partner of mine. Um, asked or told? I think I asked. It was a discussion. I asked. It was in the middle of sex that I asked, but I asked um, if he would try and pee inside of me. And that was the first, that was the first thing that I, that I tried, which I feel like is a relatively weird, um, I don't know, weird, weird, yeah, weird starting point. (laughs) Like, I don't know what, what came over me with that. Like, again, so much of this stuff, I really do feel like was just instinctual. Like, I, I don't know that I have a good explanation as to why I, why I was drawn to these things or why I started doing these things. I just feel like, okay, like it doesn't feel like something that I had ever seen or ever heard or ever been exposed to consciously or subconsciously. But I was just like, yeah, do this. And he did it. And I was like, yeah, I like that. We're going to do more of that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. We're going to do more of that. Um, So just to kind of circle back a little bit to the pain thing um do you get off from pain or is it more of pleasing your partner with the pain that you can take hmm. i would say definitely more of pleasing my partner with the pain that i can take i don't feel like i get off from pain and pain in and of itself alone does the scene turn me on or can i like use with the help of a vibrator get off in the midst of being in pain yes um but like would i get off on pain alone okay so no. when you're beating you're fucking cunt oh i totally get yeah and your pussy is dripping everywhere afterwards and yeah. you facetime so i ain't even there yeah what's that that's you pleasing me <laughs> i'm fine with that but it's a combination of both but like i like it's so hard because those lines blur so much for me i get off so like i really get off on pleasing you you know yeah yeah so like and that's always going to be a part of pain is is pleasing you so it's really hard to say like I don't let's put it in this let's put it in this perspective. I don't think that I would get off on like making someone who wasn't into that watch me do it or right. making someone who wasn't into it hit me and make me in pain or someone who isn't into it choke me or someone who isn't into it piss on me like nothing uh, none of that appeals to me if my partner isn't also into it not to say that I do every single one of the like that doesn't mean that I do every single one of those things for my partner but also like but you get gratification from doing that for your partner yeah big time big time I don't know if that clarifies things or makes things more confusing but I'm sure they'll let us know. Okay. (laughs) All right. I have to ask some of the sappy crap (laughs) questions that people ask. Uh, Do you see commitment and or marriage in your future? Oh, boy. Um, Once upon a time I did, but not necessarily. I mean, 
it's, it's not something that I is like on the forefront of my mind right now. I would, the word that I would use to describe myself right now is content. I am very, very content with my life and where I'm at right now. And I'm not in any rush to try and, um, force anything in my life one way or another. I think that when I was younger, I was like, I was raised in a very together family and like very traditional family um and and traditional household so did i early in my like education path um think that like i was going to get married in my young 20s and start having kids and commit to one person forever like when I was young, I I did think that that was what my life was going to be because that was what I saw all around me. really surprising to me. And I thought that that was just like the natural, that was going to be the natural progression. But then- A lot of your friends are like that. A lot of my friends are like that. Yeah. And I don't like, I don't judge them or blame them for that. But I just, I just don't think that I, I just, once I, you know, got into things, I just realized that, you know, that that isn't that isn't for me or that isn't for me right now and now with the caveat of that like i consider myself i consider myself committed i've been i've been committed to you and only fucked by you for the last however long you know like yeah thank you sometimes i feel like i need to commit you to the loony bin but that's a whole other story (laughs) okay (laughs) So, yeah, I I don't know that I'm gonna hop on the soapbox about like marriage and commitment and stuff right now, but um, it it's not something that I see in an immediate future. I think that has to be followed by the do you see kids in your future? Um, the older and older that I get, the more and more that I do not. Uh, again this was something that I like when I was young I thought absolutely um I see children as and like deciding to have a kid as a huge commitment to your partner and like a sign of love that you have for your partner that like hey I want to create this being that I can only create with you um and it's something that you and I will share for the remainder of our lives and like we're going to we're going to it's like the true the one true and final way to like bind yourself to that person, you know, like, I I think that it's more binding, um, than, than marriage, you know, you're intertwining your DNA with this person and perpetuating that forever generations and generations and generations to come. And it's like this commitment, I know, but that's how I, this is, this is not a new perspective. Like this is something I have felt. This is interesting, Elizabeth. I have felt this way since high school about about children. Like that's how I that's how I viewed kids. I know, I know. I'm sorry, but I I just like genuinely like remember having having that perspective, um, and I think that the older I get and the more invested in my career. Um, and myself that I become, I think that like kids become something that is like seeming less and less likely in my mind. So what's it like to be 
so cool and such a nerd <laughs> all at the same time. Honestly, it's a great feeling. <laughs> I'm like I'm your, like proud of it. Easiest smile led to that. No, I'm like genuinely proud of that. I think it's cool as fuck. I, I think that's what makes you cool. <laughs> you know you're a fucking nerd. Oh yeah. But that's what makes you cool as fuck. I, I mean, you're cool. You're a cool chick. You're very easygoing. Very until you get to know you. Oh okay. Piss <laughs> <laughs> off. Oh, uh, let's see. Where are some of the craziest places you've had sex or oral? Mm, so I like went on this kick in college where I was trying to have sex in all kinds of weird places. So I actually have a pretty decent decent list here. Um center field. Um all out in the open, huh? Yeah. Center field. Um the like stadium bleacher like announcement box for the like yeah, yeah the announcer the um announcement box for the announcer. yeah yeah i i um in in the midst of all of that i i um the whole like just weird places thing wasn't doing it enough for me so i was like i need like weird places and i need those weird places to be roofs um, so I had a series of like roof escapades that I went on <laughs> and like various different roofs and they got like progressively more and more challenging to get on top of. Um, I don't know, public laundry room, um, elevator, I don't know. Those are the first ones that come to my mind. On the spot, it's hard. Like, I think that I could probably come up with more if I had more time to think. But those are the ones on the spot. Well, you did walk into a bathroom behind me that was in the middle of a pretty nice restaurant. Oh, yeah. And drink your pee. And drink my <laughs> so there was that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was, like, so one-track-minded on that, like, stint where I was just, like, determined to... um have sex in weird places oh my what's a typical session with us like oh my god not typical <laughs> yeah not typical it depends i don't know like usually usually it starts off with um like an orgasm that would take a little bit more time than just like with it jumping straight into a toy with me. Um, so a lot of times you'll warm me up by like eating me out. Um, and we'll kind of trade back and forth, exchanging various like forms of foreplay a lot of times or early on, just getting warmed up, turning each other on, um, in whatever way that may be. I mean, we have turn-ons that are outside of just strictly like genital foreplay you know so um stuff like that and then typically from there like you'll you'll drive whatever type of whatever type of craziness we're getting into that day if it's a full session like I'm talking pleasure pain degradation 
orgasm. I would say that that's like, I would say that that is a relatively standard order if we're doing like full blown session. So early on pleasure, um, like, like I said, the slow orgasms and the slow foreplay, and then you'll typically get me into some type of contraption or device or set me up in some type of scene for me to have several orgasms, like back to back to back borderline getting to a point of like torture orgasms. Um, I call those torgasms. Yeah. And then, and then from there, you'll put me on into some type of scene or position or whatnot, what have you, where, um, I'm in cuffs or bound or restrained in some way. Um, and then, um, some type of, some type of pain or BDSM, whether that's slapping my pussy or, uh, like a beating with counting belt, spatula, what have you. And usually those are not just like 10, 10 or 20 or 50 or however many hits it is or whatever straight usually there's some back and forth in there so he'll hit me once or twice and then he'll go and like shove his dick down my throat or like rub his penis on me or you know like to to give you an idea of the whole scene and then he'll you know sprinkle in some gentle gentle nothings um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then go back to the aggression <laughs> okay hold on what's a typical session like between us on your birthday wait hold on let me just finish the regular day okay then I you're done. Okay. well the the final part what that i was going to say is like if we include any type of degradation after that then it's usually like piss play and then we'll get you off in some type of way or you're, you'll typically like finish me off after i after I had like gone through the pain and stuff, then usually I'll, I'll get another couple of orgasms and then it'll be, and then it'll be your turn to come in whatever way you choose. Um, okay. So on my birthday, I come once for every year that I've been alive plus one for good luck. And I take, um, a beating for every, or like I get like my count, my count for the number of hits that I take mm-hmm. in my beating is one for every year that I've been alive, plus one for good luck. But one, the plus one is usually like a plus two or three. <laughs> I, mean, I like to give you a lot of luck. <laughs> How'd you find my medium? Um, God. So this was, I was actually like really backwards. I was listening I I actually found your podcast first and I was listening to your podcast because I I wanted I don't know I wanted like a a sex podcast I feel like and I wanted a good sex podcast this was like I want to say that I found it like around the time that a large sex podcast had come out like I think that I was listening to yours first Mm. um actually no I know for a fact that I was listening to yours first because I tried to get um some of my friends to listen to it and in response they sent me this other like large sex podcast and we're like oh actually stealing yes and they were like directly from my 
fucking Snapchat. And they were like, word you should fucking word. They were like, you should listen to this one too, or something. And um, I, I hated it. Hear first. <laughs> I I hated that that podcast. Actually, I I point that again to all of no. It. It's so corny. It, yeah. It's so the premise and everything about it is corny as fuck. I hated it. I hated them. Do me. I hated them. I thought that they came off as very, very fake and I couldn't make it past a couple of episodes. So anyways, I was listening to your podcast. Again, I don't remember exactly how I found it. I think I was just like looking for sex, like good, good sex BDSM idea podcast. Like, I don't know if I found it through, um, exploring things about piss play or what but like again this was something that i independently found like no one showed me this podcast i i just found it and i listened i listened from episode one like i i think that i'm i think that i must have been looking for something that was like like bdsm related because that was the whole like initial pre like premise of the start of this was like I'm a dom, she's a sub, like we're making a podcast and talking about our lives and giving ideas and whatnot. And that was, that was how I started listening genuinely. Um, and then from listening, I, then I did this also backwards from listening. I then added your snap and was a silent follower on your snap, um, for a long time until you were deleted. And um from your snap i added your instagram instagram more jokes than anything yeah the good shit's on snapchat yeah yeah um did you ever think you'd be co-hosting a podcast or that one no 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 you did pretty good at it though i i like genuinely don't even know where it comes from (laughs) like i don't even i never you're smart and you're like you are cool yeah okay so, that's like, have, that's like, nice of you of, one one of the things like that i've fucked with you from day one is your ability to have a conversation mm-hmm. yeah i feel like i'm better i feel like i'm a better conversationalist and i will give you that um then i am then i am funny like i think that you give me way more credit for being funny than i feel like i actually am i've never thought of myself as a as a funny or entertaining person i feel like I i'm just honest but that's hilarious <laughs> okay honesty is hilarious especially when you don't like you're unapologetically honest you just don't care and i i don't care and that's why i'm honest so i don't know like it, it's funny to me and apparently other people at least the words you say are funny to them <laughs> <laughs> i'll take it <laughs> I have two last questions Oh boy. I'll start with the easier of the two. Okay. What is the meaning of life? Oh my God. <laughs> Who asked this? Me. You? I came up with this one today. I oh. want to know, know what your idea, maybe not like the meaning of life, but kind of like the meaning of life. What do you what do you think life is about? I don't think that's a conversation you and I have ever had. I don't think it's a question I've ever asked you, but I'm curious mm-hmm. to know what you think. Um, I'm wrong. <laughs> give you a yeah. hint. 
that is not the answer that you're going to hear from me. Um, honestly, I, I don't feel like I am, you know, this is very like alternative high school basement stoner vibes, this question for me. It's not something that, it's not something that I can say that I necessarily take a lot of time reflecting or dwelling on because I'm not sure that like I'm not sure that um ruminating on this question makes my life any different like I think that like I genuinely just live my life day to day I don't think like what is the meaning am I getting like I I feel like I'm a genuinely happy person I do things in my day-to-day life that make me happy my like I'm a a little bit arguably selfish in in the like sense that like I'm I'm I do what makes me happy on a day-to-day week-to-week month-to-month basis you know like my actions a lot of them are for me do I sit and say what is the meaning of that (laughs) no I didn't mean it like no and you answered my question even though you don't even I don't think you know you answered my question but you answered it because you said it at least 18 and a half times in that sentence oh boy well, I'm drinking. Well, at least so. in in my in my opinion, what I think I, maybe not the meaning of life, but the key to life is is just to be happy. And you said it: happy, 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 like eight hundred times. So I think, like, I think that's what you have to do, though. Like, I don't, I don't. Yeah. I look ahead on and the things where you it's. You. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And like I look ahead in my life on the on the things that need to be looked ahead for. Like there's certain things that you just have to do a little bit of planning for. You have to do a little bit of planning for finances. You have to do a little bit of planning for your career. But like do I do I look for the most part I don't look way far ahead and I don't look way far behind me. I'm very much a like day-to-day in the moment lifer like I yeah I yeah maybe I'll leave it at that all right now here's your final question I can't believe that that was the the meaning of life was the easy one (laughs) it was okay be able to explain this one Mm -hmm. really I don't know did you learn to suck dick oh, like that bitch? Snap. snap. <laughs> oh, that is beautiful. That is so beautiful. I taught myself. Self-taught. Self-learn. Yeah. Easy answer. <laughs> no one, no one taught me. <laughs> Well, no no like Probably mother trauma weird. yeah <laughs> weird if somebody did yeah <laughs> thank you for coming to my interview <laughs> you're welcome if thanks you're for the question whatever it was uh, i'm not gonna hire you one full time as a co-host but we can discuss that in another six months <laughs>
That's fine. You did great. (laughs) Congratulations on everything, all your accomplishments, and most importantly on, well, second and most importantly, on becoming a doctor, and then most importantly, congratulations on meeting me. Oh, yes. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know why we're talking about me being a doctor again all of a sudden, but okay. That happened a while ago. Not that long. It hasn't been a year. (laughs) You're right. Point it out. There. Okay. Well, you want to sign off this one? Uh, thank you for listening to my life. And remember. Don't do that. I don't know what to do then. I don't have a sign off. Okay. Thanks for everyone that participated in sending in questions. And uh, we're going to skip all the, you know, cordials that we usually do at the end of this. And, uh, We'll catch you next week. I hope you enjoyed. Bye.